Folks, welcome to another cast of Dabbling Dribbling. On the the front end, we'd like to talk about you, making sure that you are following us on all our social media platforms, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Dabbling Dribbling, and that you are subscribed and rating and listening to us every week, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. That'd you be should, great. Just do it. Um, this was a fun cast. We kind of dove right in about hygiene. Like, or lack dive thereof. in, or yeah. lack thereof. Uh, we're talking to the white people There's who... There's people who, who fall under this category. And lots of them are white. Yeah. But, or, or not. If you just... Hygiene is important. Yikes. Then we talk about the the bill, the, the bill that was heard all around our country of uh, policing women's bodies. Roll Tide. Yeah. Uh, boo. And uh, we go into Game of Thrones for five seconds. And there are spoilers for Game of Thrones, but it literally is a five minute recap that I was you kind spoiled of over. it for me now I'm not gonna watch all those seasons because you know you were going to do that definitely all nine of them <laughs> all eight of them yep <laughs> you were you were definitely going to do that most certainly um but yeah and then our basketball section we recapped the Eastern Conference Finals as mm-hmm. well as the Western Conference Finals and just kind of you know we talked about some missing people that are there that are not there I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how it's affecting the game. Um, or yeah, or and, not affecting and, the game, and, but in a way that is interesting. Yeah. Altogether, it's affecting the game in a way that we both like. Yeah, we're not mad about it. We're, it's Some okay. people may be mad about it and go into our DMs and yell at us. Maybe. Oh, if that it, happened, I would. I'm going to screenshot that and I'm going to post it everywhere. That'd be incredible. <laughs> everywhere. Um, but yeah, and then our dope people were really dope. Yeah, we did okay. talk about the lottery. Oh, the lottery. We talked about that with the the number one pick. And some juicy, juicy gossip. Coming out of La La Land, involving Mr. Magic Johnson and his take on why he left the Laker organization. Mm. Not what I would have expected. Nope, not at all. But uh, that's his perspective. So here we are. Here we are. But it was a good cast. I enjoyed this one. Uh, A good healthy dose of basketball and things otherwise on the front I would say it's nice and even and Mm -hmm. lovely. Yeah, well balanced. (laughs) Like a balanced like a, meal. Ooh, like a like a fine wine. Ooh, yes. Just notes of goodness. Yes, and the tannins are settled nicely. Indeed. All right, friends, check this out, and we'll catch you on the flip side. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribble with Alex and Brian. Hey. It is episode number 78. We have done this for some time. We're excited to be here. And talk and chat and such. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Especially since I just found out who my dope person was going to be. Spoiler alert, it's the guy who made my falafel over white over rice. Over rice. Over rice at the halal cart right before I got here. Spoiler alert. Well, I guess uh, you guys don't have to listen to the cast anymore because it's it. all done. Mm, I put that. He doesn't expect it. He always grabs the white sauce mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, white sauce, hot sauce. No, 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 buddy. No, sir. Mustard. Barbecue sauce. Mustard and barbecue Game sauce. Game changer. Wow. You never heard of that combination I, of falafel. No, I would have never. I don't go to the halal card just for your run of the mill dishes. Sauce. Yes. No, I go for the uh, the exotic and the the unusual. Like what do I like I don't I don't even know you anymore. 
so strange. I just don't need it to be that thick, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you need, and, you need, you need, some, you need a kick, but and, not, you know, it doesn't need to be heavy. And, and heat has its place, and it's time, but yeah. not not after a Monday like this. <laughs> yeah. I, I need something sweet. It's been a sweet. Monday, man. <laughs> it has been a Monday. I didn't eat today, really. Mm. So that halal cart uh, guy is my dope person of the week. Yeah. What about you? I'm really tired. Yeah. Like I'm like exhausted, tired. Ooh, had- let's do, let's let's do this. How many hours of sleep did you get this weekend? Let's let's do Friday, uh-huh. Saturday, uh-huh. and last night Sunday. So last night I got four hours. Okay. Night before four hours. Oh, we're tied. <laughs> <laughs> Friday. And Friday. Friday. I think about four hours. Uh, I got six. All right, you beat me. Yeah. So I'm. I am. Uh, what you been doing? Burn that midnight oil? I, mean, I have, I have a gas over, so I think that it's about four. Yeah, I was I would say four to maybe the, maybe Friday. Maybe I had five. Are your guests dogs? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, like I want to spend time with them, and like there's work and like all these different things. So I'm. Uh, it's just all this stuff. You know what's funny? What? I'm gonna say that. Let's talk just briefly. Yes. Because we. Because all our guests are people we love. Yeah. We don't let anyone into our homes that we don't like. Yeah, no, I'm and I'm, I'm a fantastic host. Yeah, you're very hospitable. Yes. I, have, I need to start saying no more. <laughs> I have someone staying with me um, four out of the next five nights. Oh, boy, um, that's a long time. Yeah, three, two different groups of people. And the day in between, I host a gathering of multiple people just... For a brief like evening, why am I not invited to this? I'll tell you in a second. Okay, it's a big orgy. I don't want to like oh, it's across the streams. I mean, yeah, friendships. Right, right. Personal. I mean, we don't. It gets real messy. Yeah, we don't want to. You know, we don't want to start rumors. You know. Yeah. This. This is. You're not gonna like the scene. Yeah. So I it's just. You. I gotta. And then the day after, my cousin comes to stay with uh-huh. his wife. So I gotta really sanitize the place, uh, like all I over. You. you know, everybody's believing you right now that you're gonna have an orgy. Let them believe me. That's fine. <laughs> Direct also, all your I'm, things to our DMs. <laughs> that I'm going to read. <laughs> so, so, uh, but these people who stay with us, we love them very much. But the, the thing holds true that in New York City, man, we get tired. It really yeah. is an emotional like, and physical commitment. Yeah, I mean, like, I go out often and, like, hang out with friends and stay mm-hmm. out late and things like that. Like, that's, like, normal for me. But I don't do it, like... Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I do maybe like Saturday, but like Friday and su- Sunday, I'm like right. nothing, you know, right. or like, you know. Or the best time to go out would be Sunday night. Yeah. It's so nice. So chill. So good. It's yeah. like, you know, everybody's got work tomorrow. Yeah. But we're all cool because, you know, we're close yeah. by. It's yeah. fine. It's a good time. Uh, I recently reactivated my account on Couchsurfing. Ooh. How'd that go? Well... Because this summer I'm not traveling. Right. But I would welcome international travel travelers into my space. Yeah. Couchsurfing, for those of you who don't know, and this is not a sponsored ad. Couchsurfing couch for only zero ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just free a free, free 99. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, a website where people can just go and stay with people for free. It's like Airbnb, but without the money. Yep. So people might say, but how do you make money on that? You don't. Yeah. It's really just it's something really you do. It's really doing things for the goodness of your heart. Yeah. It's really just altruistic. So I did this for a number of years. I just saw that. Even my... I did it because of you. Did you really? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know that. I did it a couple of times. 2012 is when I started my account and I've had several people I've stayed with and I've hosted. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to go anywhere, but I know let me look right now on couchsurfing.com. There's like 700 people 
this summer already registered who need a place to stay in New York. Right. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just open my thing. Um, the amount of emails. And the also, amount of emails. You also see a picture of you. You're not ugly. So oh, how many of them were female? Oh, I used the picture that you took of me uh-huh. at the Whitney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, one of them was female. Mm-hmm. And uh, two. Mm-hmm. Three. Mm-hmm. Three of them were female. Mm-hmm. I love how these numbers are getting higher. Four. <laughs> seven. Then, ten. No, there were a couple bras. Twenty. A couple bras. And, but a couple they, bras. Yeah. yeah and they, so we were, but, the, uh, but the female. The thing is, they'll message you so late sometimes. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, can I stay with you tonight? Me and my sister? You Well, it's kind of late notice, yeah. but not tonight. You know, but this sort of thinking, I quickly remembered when I used to couch surf in Tennessee, mm. I just hosted people all the time. Right. But in New York, when I was moving up here, I thought, oh, man, I didn't get at most Knoxville, Tennessee had like 12 people who needed a couch. Right. Here, there's here, like 100 million people. Hundreds. Yeah. And I was like, oh, when I go to New York, I'll have no shortage of people. Right. And I don't understand then in a city of 8 million why there's 700 people who need a place to stay and they don't have a couch like there's eight million people here right, i don't understand like it's also safety measures and like well yeah I but mean, like i'm not i'm not hosting people like y'all sure, like i don't know but i now that i live here i realize why eight million people don't open their homes to people because it's exhausting it's exhausting <laughs> It's, it's exhausting. really tight. I quick so I changed my status from accepting guests to maybe accepting guests. This is a lot. Like this really my calendar would have filled up really quick. Right. And I get nothing done. Yeah. So yeah, but um yeah, so if people come to stay with people, especially in the summertime. Yeah. Because my friend is up here for with his wife for the Missy Copeland performance. Yeah. She's killing it. Yeah. She's gonna be at the uh the Met Opera. Yeah. And they were looking for a place to stay. And I was like, you can stay with me. And they're like, no, no, no. We're not trying to... Yeah, we're not no, we're trying to have kids. sex yeah. after <laughs> Missy Copeland. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, the, I was looking up rates for them. Yeah. I couldn't find even an Airbnb, an Airbnb for under $140. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Summertime in New York City. As it's, beautiful as it is. It's my God. price gouging, man. My God. So if you're coming to New York City this summer, hit us up in the DMs. Uh, we'll meet up for coffee. Yeah. You can't stay with us. Yes, Good luck no. finding a hotel. <laughs> you can't stay with us. You cannot. Uh, right. So I have a question for you. What's your question? Um, do you... Uh-huh. Wash your legs. That's a you, very personal question. <laughs> when you go, when you shower, when you clean yourself, do you wash your legs? What part of my legs? Your whole leg, Is weirdo. The, does the foot count as the leg? Oh my god. Yes. Okay. If so, the white part of you starts speaking right now, I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> there is a right answer to this. Go. <laughs> there is a right answer. To I this. wash my upper body. I spit on my legs. It's a <laughs> it's a traditional method of Nordic. Uh, the Nordic people we do this is uh-huh. a it's a preservative measure for a long life. Oh, okay. No, of course I wash my legs. Like you, like you have a wash rag or like a. I have lufa. a wash rag. How you know. dare you, Lufa? I, some people do not. My brother almost punched me in the face one time <laughs> when he found out I had a loofah. Really? Yeah, when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I have a wash rag, like a, a washcloth. Same. And, you know, I wash my legs with, like, the wash rag and soap and uh-huh. water and, like, yeah. you know, scrub. Hammies, and, quads, knees, yeah, all, calves, yeah, shins. Like, yeah, like inner, the, outer, the all hard, the, the hard part is if I have an injury, say a back injury. Yeah, it's, it's hard. That foot? I get the top of it. 
But you know what I do? I then I like scrub my foot with my foot, like like this. I see that, that's but like, I don't see that. I just want to say Indian people. That's like how we do it in India. Like that's okay, how we learn how to fair enough. On I've, top of like, mm-hmm. you know. So why I asked this, it was a trending topic mm-hmm. in Twitter, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed, this is my, you know, anthropological viewing mm-hmm. of Twitter. Uh, yeah, indubitably. That uh, most people of color were like, yeah, like, I, yes, I wash, like, what kind of... Yeah, why is that a like, question? Why is this a question? Oh, this is so... A lot of uh, white people. No, <laughs> this is why I was wondering. I'm like, no. if the white part of you speaks, I will ask you to leave my house. Oh, Jesus. A lot of white people were like, well, like my legs are protected by my pants all day. Why I do I have it. to wash it? I knew it. And, 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 and uh, things like. Um, oh, God. Things like. How? Well, you know, I, I like shampoo my, my hair and like clean my body. So like the soap like drips down and cleans it naturally. <laughs> They're claiming just, gravity again. Yeah, essentially. Oh. And then. So Did I'm not a big them. fan of t- Taylor Swift. It's pretty well known that mm-hmm. I could care less for Mayo Cella. That is Taylor Swift. Um, Mayo Cella. Yeah, she imitated is that, Beyonce. Is that what people are calling it? Or is well, that what you're calling it? it? No, in the re- it's people are calling it that because in the recent Billboard Mayo Music Award, Chella. she performed her new song "Me," yeah. and she had a marching band. She's had marching bands before, but mm-hmm. like very like similar like pose like Beyonce and like a lot of things like Beyonce and I'm just like you had like two years to have another concept but mm. you did the most white version what of we, Beachella what if we got a marching band and I yeah but it seems like you watched a lot of Beyonce Taylor <laughs> I feel like we need to workshop this more yes literally and again Beyonce didn't invent marching bands we know that <clears throat> But she, but black people pretty damn perfected marching bands. Let's be real. That's true. Like you can't. Let's not. That's, let's not. That's objective. Th- that is. You th- can't. You can't not say that black people claimed marching bands. No, but we they perfected it. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's definitely. Have you seen Drumline? If you've seen Drumline, sir, there's a reason it's called Drumline. Sir. So, Miss Taylor Swift, um, Mayo Cella was on Ellen. And Ellen asked this question because it was like a trending topic. And she's like, well, I shave my legs every day. So I guess that counts. And I was like, oh, oh God. my God. I was like, this makes me dislike you more. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and all I have to say is I'm really glad as my friend that you clean yourself well. I really like washing my legs. Me too. And I'm also the kind of person before I go to bed, mm-hmm. like I usually like take a shower at night, like, yeah. like after my day, like I take yeah. a shower. Because like I live in New York City. It's disgusting. Like, I take it... And I wash my hair, like, two or three times a week. I, I don't wash it every day. Sure. But, like, I clean myself every day. Yeah. Um, after, Especially after I go to the gym yeah, and I things exfoliate. like that. I exfoliate. Yeah. And, like, some dermatologists and stuff will tell you you probably shouldn't be, like, scrubbing your skin, like, every day, like all of us do. But I'm sorry. I live in New York City. It's walking outside. I'm, like, I'm covered in smut. I so feel I like I'm to... born again <laughs> after every time oh I shower. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't literally can't wait for this cast to end <clears throat> so I can take a shower. Yeah. It's one of my um, favorite things. And if I, like, say I took a shower in the morning. Mm-hmm. But didn't shower later, like, I didn't shower later at night. I'll, like, do, like, a quick little body bath. Sure. Definitely clean my feet because yeah. that's disgusting. Right. And then. Especially in the summertime when you yeah. wear sandals. You gotta yeah. do it. That's... And even my dog gets his feet wiped before, and like his body wiped down before he gets into the the apartment. You know how you got to clean your shower because soap scum might build up. Yeah, yeah. That's what is happening on people's legs. Oh my god! Like yes. if you don't scrub anything, Alex, 
You're just Maybe letting things build up. Maybe people listen to you because you're half white and the white half of you may, may be able to speak to these people. I don't know what <laughs> what tongue language I need to speak, but this is me speaking my truth. And I just, that's, um, you know, it makes me question mm-hmm. how, let's just do a full on question of not just legs, but what do you clean? Everything. Because I want to know about genitalia. Every day. Every day, well, yeah, me same, but in, like, out, but that's, inner, but if you're outer, gonna, but if you're gonna, back front, exactly, back front, inner out, all that stuff, all that because stuff. that shave things down if you need to, yes. you know, like you gotta, you gotta get it all up in that. I'm, business. I'm into that level of hygiene. Yes, this makes me question if everybody else is. I will say I am certain not all men are. Well, that's it for me. Thanks. I gotta go. It's been a great cast, Brian. I gotta leave. I'm done. This is I'm only certain because I have people are disgusting. So uh, I just When I oh let's get personal. If, I just wanna before, say if, if you're in my life, you are a clean person. Before, let's <laughs> that's get personal. Just all I gotta say. Before I go on a date, rest assured, everything is clean. Everything has been washed down. Mm-hmm. Scrubbed. Yes. Shaved. Yes. Moisturized. Yes, moisturi- moisturizing is so important. Yeah. So so important. Um, you know, and just little little dabs of just uh essential oils or whatever, a little yeah. bit of mustard just in the right places. <laughs> just some barbecue sauce for flavor. And then, you know, I'm ready. Let's you. do this date. And for me, it's just a I'm coming to the table so that you have a pleasant experience. I wear underwear that's clean, oh. especially not underwear that I wore all day. Yeah. It is definitely a change yeah. before I go out. And then I walk slowly mm-hmm. to wherever it is I'm going because mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush. I'm yeah. just going to meet someone for a date. This mm-hmm. is a pleasant experience. Right. No need to perspire I'm, unnecessarily. And also, clean underwear does not mean that you're like, we're going to go get freaky later on. It just, It's just... It's just in case. In, even if you didn't, it's just nice to be fresh. I'm just saying. Agreed. I, I'm just saying. Mm, not everybody. Where did they take this poll? It, it was is, on Twitter. It was literally like a Twitter oh, thread. It wasn't like a select area. Yeah, no, no, no. Damn. And all I gotta say is just it just made me realize people I don't are watch disgusting. Wow. Like I remember being in college and being like having roommates who didn't have like washcloths. I think they use like their, their hand, hand bar, yeah. and the bar. And like I understand that like when like I do that when I'm at hotels or things like that, but I get I find a wash rag or something like sure. you get those things at the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And like napkins at the McDonald's. Yeah, you do what you got to do. <laughs> do what you got to do to clean yourself. Right. But uh not everybody's clean like that. Do you it's wash disgusting. your legs? Do you wash your You know what's so funny? Mm-hmm. We wash our upper body and arms, I'm sure. Mhm. I don't like are people too lazy to like bend down for sure because guys don't do legs at the gym sometimes right there's so So many guys who skip bulky up top but super skinny down right Johnny Bravo yeah they they neglect their legs at the gym so they neglect their legs in the shower yep I believe it take care of yourselves people don't skip leg day whether in the gym or in the shower those things are what you walk on uh yeah. They're super important. And actually strong legs and strong feet, like booty down. Right. The stronger they are, the better your upper body's gonna be. Too. Exactly. So it's I'm the foundation. Saying, foundation. That booty is a good foundation for w- the rest of your I would like them to ask soccer players the same question. I'm certain that they 
do. Are you, were you certain about everyone doing you it know before what? this? You know, I'm actually certain of nothing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Especially after the week that we've been having. I'm certain of nothing oh. from bad bills by white men to Game of Thrones. I know nothing. Well, you want to talk? Which one of those do you want to talk about? As we talk about abortion. <laughs> I mean. I don't know what to say as the the one with the uterus um, in the in the duo. I guess I can speak on saying that I personally have never had an abortion or have ever had a had a kid or been pregnant. Um, but I would like to have choices when it comes to my health care. Nope. No. Nope. You don't think so? No, no, no. Oh well, that's too bad. Hey, you know the GOP governor for Alabama said that this abortion ban—the white lady, yeah, yeah—it yeah, shows the sanctity of life. Mm-hmm. So the sanctity of life is more important than anything, which great, cool. But when the sanctity of life becomes a human person and out of the vagina into into the world, and they need you know food stamps. Or you know, childcare or healthcare—that doesn't matter. Or when they get shot up at a school, that doesn't matter. The sanctity of life doesn't matter anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah, we we need to get them out of the womb and get them out here into this war zone. Right. But like, if they are, you know, in the LGBTQ community, sick, poor, no, they can not die. educated. Like, yeah, they can die. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they can die. So that's literally how I feel about all of this. this is utter crap. And the minute someone brings religiosity to this. All I have to say is, like, the God that I know looks at the crap that you're saying and is like, you're full of actual shit. Think about the babies. Right. You got to think about the little cherubs, the little little Tamagotchis, little baby babies. Yeah. They, they, they're cute. Well, actually, they're not. Actually, babies aren't cute in the first six months. They actually look really repulsive, yeah, in my cute. opinion. They are I got not, cute mm, later. I, you have shown me babies in the first six months of their time on and earth and i've told you my nieces mm, are adorable you better now they are they are they were still adorable anything at that juncture in the first <laughs> six months i hold firm <laughs> never seen a cute baby it's breathtaking sure <laughs> they took my breath in different ways exactly this but I, it's interesting when i google this alabama abortion ban yeah Georgia did something and i think so did ohio recently too it's ohio just, went with it too yeah they have the, another stricter ban not the same exact thing but all ohio I have to say, went stricter than alabama yeah I be, or like just about strict same same uh strictness well piss on my <coughs> constitution well, Mitt it's, romney it's, said he's not down with it and apparently 45 said he's not down with it and tommy laren said she wasn't down with it you can't have it both ways tommy well tommy said that the, the government shouldn't be regulating that, that oh much. right she's a libertarian yeah she no, and, well uh, she's like a she, and she's like, and don't bring my my Christianity to this, because, like... That's only for guns and wars. Don't you bring that into Well, this me. is the thing. <laughs> I, I feel like when people think... And there's been a lot of think pieces, lots of commentary, lots of memes about this. Lots of people have been talking about it, so I'm only... I'm sure I'm just repeating what a lot of the liberal folks have been saying. Just because you're pro-choice doesn't mean you're pro-abortion. It literally means you are pro-choice. You can choose, yeah. You can choose what you want to do. No. You can choose pregnancy. You mm-hmm. can choose adoption. You could choose, you know, surrogacy. You could choose things. You can choose abortion. But, and I will say, abortion rates in the U.S. have dropped significantly in places that have higher rates of, uh, or higher um, availability 
of contraception. Seems pretty normal. You know how to not get pregnant at, mm-hmm. while you're having sex because sex feels great and I want to do it. Right. And they're, ha- they're doing good teaching of like sex health in general. Yeah. There are lower rates of abortion. Oh, I feel like there's a correlation. There may even be a causation mm. to that if you really think about it. Mm. You know, it's something it's something wild when you give people resources and education that they may be doing something good for their body. Oh, I like that. That's that's great. That sounds good. So abortion rates have, and the, and the thing is that making this law a thing, by the way, abortion is still legal in all 50 states to this day. Right now it is. This, this bill doesn't come into law for a while, mm-hmm. a couple of months, I believe. Uh, six months maybe so you can still get safe abortions the thing is when this becomes law in the city in the state of alabama ohio and georgia i think it's georgia i know for sure ohio uh, for sure alabama um that people will still get abortions but it won't be safe it won't be regulated it won't like people can die and i just don't and by people i mean people with uteruses can die and what's wild to me is that a doctor who performs an abortion is going to get a harsher sentencing in the judicial system than the person who raped a person who was trying to get an abortion. I don't like that. That's where we're at in this country. And it just makes me so angry. Because <laughs> I know of two people... Mm-hmm. In my life, in my walk of life, that have had abortions for various reasons. Mm-hmm. One was a health reason, like mm-hmm. the baby was not viable, and bringing the baby to term would, like, the baby would be dead in the womb, yeah, and thus be she she would be um, septic and like die because of like she has like a dead body, like dead yeah. body in her yeah. in her body, yeah, you know. So like septic, septic is like. A, a term that you use for like, I don't know what's the best way to. Because I know what a septic tank is. Yeah, like think of it as it's like being septic is like a it's like a it's like bacteria and things like that in your body. Interesting. Okay. Um, I love vocabulary. Yeah. Anytime okay. I can learn a new word. Um, the states, by the way, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi, Ohio. So it is. So Georgia was. Oh, great. They've stopped short of outright bans. Right, but it's like but so-called but heart, heartbeat bills. Yeah, if they have a heartbeat, they are a. That's my home state of Missouri. Missouri, Missouri. Uh, only the bottom half is Missouri. Oh. Top half is Missouri. Yeah. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. The way it's spelled. So yeah, I mean, women. I I'm speaking a lot as the person with the uterus, but. Um, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what are you thinking as like a dude who as far as I know never had a kid. You don't have a kid, right? That I know of. That I know of. <laughs> you know what? Um, Facts. <laughs> You're like you could, uh, who knows? <laughs> oh god. Uh I feel like as the older I get, the more I soften on this position because I don't know what it is to be a woman and I will never know what it is to have someone else tell me what to do with my body mm-hmm. so that just makes me want to opt out and i feel like if that's my choice and i shouldn't be commanding someone what to do and in, in condemning them so i think that's where what you said of it's your choice you could decide yes or decide no but i support whatever decision you choose to make right so i go pro-choice um but i understand why a lot of folks um it's hard for me to separate religion from it because the only people I ever see go hard 
like railing hard against abortion are religious people. Mm-hmm. I, it's often. Right? I've never met someone who is secular and liberal who has made an argument for pro-life that was not... I've just never had it. I've right. never I've never seen it. I've only had people who are either identified as conservative mm-hmm. or Christian mm-hmm. go for pro life. Right. And in those situations, like I understand why their lens colors their, sure. their view. And again, you could be a conservative Christian and still be pro choice. Right. Like they're not mutually exclusive things. But often we see conservative Christians or conservative minded people right. in all religious backgrounds. Yeah tend to be it's like yeah it's like pro-choice it's like not pro, all, pro-life not all trump supporters are racist but all racists are trump supporters yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah absolutely it's kind of that's not an overgeneralization no <laughs> i but it's this, yeah. yeah it's that idea that uh you got you got this swath of america who feels very strongly on this issue because it is really a life or death issue sure we're defining when we as humans are defining when life starts. Right. That is a slippery slope. Yeah. I get unnerved by anyone who thinks that they know the answer to that so clearly. I just don't. I think that's I think that very is, delicate. Yeah. And I think it's like you can do science related reasons of what, when life begins. Oh, the minute they have a heartbeat, that's a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. That could be a that could be a decision. It could, like, but I'm saying what I keep on thinking about is that this is a continuation of this obsession our society has of policing women's bodies. Yeah. What to wear, what to like, how to look, you know, it's ownership. It's of, just this yeah. ownership. And I'm, and I talked about it last week about like, when we we're talking about, do men really respect other men with their women's or is it like, Oh no, that's, that's Alex's girl. We can't mm-hmm. touch that. You know, or is, is that ownership or is that like, do we actually respect this person who chose to be with Alex? Yeah. You know? Um, and so I, I, it's just coming, I keep on, it, it's a very toxic place to be of like, I am telling you what you can do with your body. Well, if you don't want abortions to happen, mm-hmm. I think life begins at, at, uh, at, uh, uh, erection. So like every time, every time you be careful right now, every time you masturbate, you are killing lives. Oh, that is true. There are some religions who do say that. Right, but actually, Christianity and it's like like most puritanical history. Hundred percent does that. Oh god, that's hilarious. So like, so like, there's that right. You go, you go to a por- you go to a spilling seed. Yeah, like You're just oh. throwing around babies. Yeah, like that's disgusting, right? And then there's this uh, this other notion of like, okay, if you don't want abortions to happen, every every dude, every kid has a vasectomy, every because yeah. that shit is reversible. I listened to a podcast recently that mm-hmm. did the history of uh, the Chicago White Sox. Uh-huh. This owner, uh-huh. Chicago, and he had these. Promo nights he uh-huh. would do, you uh-huh. know, promo nights. Sure. Come to the ball game. Get in for a dollar if you bring a disco record or whatever. Yeah. He had vasectomy night I on Father's it. Day. I love it. I love it. But I'm saying, like, I, I, we, I, I know people who've had vasectomies because they're like, we have the amount of kids that we want. We still want to have a lot of sex. But I have, we don't want any more kids. Hey, from your mouth to my ears, I had thought the same thing. <laughs> and so you know what? I'm going to... Because we all often... And actually, W. Kamal, Kamal Bell mm-hmm. uh, wrote an article about how, why he got a vasectomy. And he mm-hmm. went public about it. Because mm-hmm. he's like, often, 
family planning and child related, you know, contraception mm-hmm. is on the woman. Take a pill, you know, IUD, hysterectomy, if that's like, that's really bad. But, you know, like, there's all of these like things that women have to do. Men, the only thing that we've asked men to do is wear a condom, you know? Well, it's like taking a pill. It feels very different than taking a Wait, pill. What right? happens when you take the pill? No, like taking taking I, taking a pill is an everyday thing, whereas wearing a condom is only when you oh, have got sex. It. Got it, got it. I right? see what it's you're like saying. two very different things. I was things. comparing like the effort of doing one thing or the other. I was like oh. swallowing a pill versus putting on a condom. Yeah. One is definitely harder than the other. Sure, have but have you like, ever put a pill on backwards? I can't. <laughs> really hard. Um, but but I'm coming to this point of like. Well, then everyone get vasectomies. Oh, you don't want your body to be policed? Oh, okay. Yeah, as someone who's strongly considered a vasectomy in the last six months, it is like the idea of going under a knife. Yeah, it's scary. One of the side effects, potentially, is, well, what you said, people, you know, wanting to get vasectomies because they have the amount of kids they want. For yeah. me, that's zero. Yeah. And the, uh, and For me, so, that is zero. And still want to have a lot of sex. So I'm like, okay, vasectomy. And then you look into a vasectomy. Uh, on under our insurance, now's the time I should get one. Yeah, and uh, and it's reversible if you do choose in the future. To it have is kids. reversible, and sometimes it will reverse itself. Yes, so okay. it's no guarantee, so, but it's something. Okay, well, there's that, and then also one of the side effects, ED, erectile dysfunction. Yep. Okay. Also, if if you know if this child is God's like will for me to have, so is limp dick. So you know we don't need what? to be fun. We don't need to be funding Viagra. We're funding we as a, our government funds like the research for Viagra and like regulation the, of Viagra. Because white men are in charge, right? That money. If I we, hate that. If we went, if it went to like just women's health in general, right? I'm just saying if. If this if this child is supposed to be God's gift to me, which I do believe that in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. so is your limp dick. We don't need to be spending all that money on that. Sorry. It's a nice dick. Doesn't matter. I so. hate for a dick to go to waste. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just It happens. You hey. Know? Um, you know, I think sometimes and recently I thought, what if women like there's such a power dynamic on the men's side mm-hmm. in the country, patriarchy, whatever. Sure. If women actually had power to do the things that men can do, mm. then they wouldn't make 75 cents to the dollar yeah. what men make. They wouldn't have people telling them what to do with their bodies. This wouldn't even be a conversation. We're half of the world. Like, also, I want to be like cognizant of the fact that we're talking very binary at this point. True. But like, I think of like trans women or mm-hmm. trans men who right. have uteruses and like could be raped and would need an abortion, all these different things. And if they can get the proper health care, mm-hmm. they are also in danger. Like this bill endangers because let's be real. If these senators and Congress people had an unwanted pregnancy in their in their family yeah. or in their mistresses mm-hmm. in their lives mm-hmm. they can find someone to get them an abortion i'm uh, sure. certain of it sure because they got the money and the means to do that sure but you're asking a person who's transitioning in their in their gender um mm-hmm. in their gender expression if you are um talking to someone who is in a so- lower socioeconomic class if you're talking to a person of color this is disenfranchising them yeah. more than anybody else oh sure so and in alabama it was all these white men that voted for this now one woman 
made this bill be passed. It was, was all the, men. But that woman governor... Is the one who made it into... Yeah. Yeah. So this... I mean, we're talking about white picket fences and apple pies. Like, that's yeah. the kind of community where it's homogenous. Sure. It's Christian. It's conservative. And in that way, it's easy for them to make a decision on, hey, are we with this or against this? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Gotta I mean, it. it's a benefit of small government, right? Like, right. it's every state can do what it wants to do, and mm-hmm. I will choose not to live in Alabama. The reason that they were a part of the original Confederacy. Mm-hmm. And they still got some views, and that's fine. I want to give a shout out to the people of a state like Alabama who live in liberal pockets right. who are against this, who are <coughs> like suffering right now yeah. because your state did something that you disagree with. I'm yeah. thinking there's a lot of people in Birmingham and mm-hmm. Montgomery who are like artists and creatives and people who are like, you know, I live in this state and I'm sick of my politicians giving this state this kind of moniker. Yeah. And I wish people knew that there are like-minded, open-minded people down here who are, who believe women and trans yeah. people alike should have control over their bodies. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, my heart, as someone who lived in a lot of red states in his yeah. life, I, you have. I, I, hey, my heart goes out to y'all and whatever you're doing in your local communities to support um, people who otherwise might feel trapped. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard road. It really is. It really is. And it just makes me sad because I remember growing up in the church being told, like, abortion is bad. Anyone who gets it is bad. And they're sinful and they're going to hell. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, and you know, they're like, being gay is bad. Anyone who's gay hmm. is going to hell. And, like, you know, and, yeah. like, you, you're taught all these things. And I've obviously unlearned a lot of those things because my understanding of God and faith is significantly different yeah because the god that i know loves all people and sin at the end of the day is sin and you know to be judgmental and that not unloving to a person is not a jesus thing last time i checked say it again but i you know but mm, but we're mm. so afraid of Mm -mm. someone changing what we've always known to be true yeah that you know, a man loves a woman when you're pre- and you ha- only have babies after you get married, and like you know, just like all of these like things mm-hmm. that it's like okay, this is like when someone breaks tries to break that, mm-hmm. it's threatening, and I get that, I understand that, I I face that, and when it comes to like cultural stuff, as like a first generation, second generation, like a first generation American, you know, so I get I get those like things, but yeah. It's just, uh, it just makes me so sad because there are people who believe this to be real. And I don't know, I don't think people are realizing the damage it is doing to the generations after them and no. the generations that they are, that are currently in front of them, you know? Well, when you said that idea about people who made these decisions, mm-hmm. these politicians, and if it happened in one of their families, they'd be able to access abortions because, well, that's for the common people, but... You know, this is an exception. This right. is my daughter, and mm-hmm. for my daughter, I don't want her to be oh, destitute, she, right? My white daughter is with a black guy, and we don't want him them would, together, so mm-hmm. we need to... It would bring dishonor on the whole family, yeah. right? These we are won't... like This is not like a made-up story. I'm sure that is right. a story Oh, I've seen videos millions. on YouTube of right. people, <laughs> too, yeah. of like black guys telling white dads, mm-hmm. oh, where did I find this video? It was some it's like small town, and this black guy told a, uh, a white dad, like, your daughter likes black guys. And his dad was like, 
no, she doesn't. Yeah. Like, just like, okay. not the response of, so what if she does? But no, she doesn't. Yeah. Like, they go, it's that kind of thing of ownership over female bodies and this, uh, anyway, but you, you were, uh, Saying that they could go access abortions whether they want to because they're a special exception in their minds. Right. I was thinking about the people who actually would be uh, hold fast mm-hmm. with this ruling and even go as far as to force their own family members to go through with it because, yeah, hey, daughter, I understand that this happened by you and your boyfriend, Right. Uh, let's say. And they would either do a shotgun wedding mm-hmm. or if not a shotgun wedding, you're going to have this baby... Because that's what God willed. Right. And even if he's not in the picture, like, this is, we can't go back on this. You have to have the child. Imagine the hate, spite, resentment, vitriol mm-hmm. that would go into that relationship of the mo- parents the and, and, and the, the child. child. Yeah. Like, that ch- I've, I've heard of cases of that where they make women have the... Think about if someone forced you to have a kid. Because they guilt tripped you into it and made it a moral yeah. situation. Your relationship with that person thereafter is hardly, I'm so glad you did that. That was the, I'm glad you talked me into having this. No, it's a resentment. Right. And that person and gets I'm not saying, depressed. And I'm not saying maybe it was a good decision at the end of the day, but it's not always going to be like that. There's no guarantee. At the end of the day, you need to give people choice. You need to give people resources and education so they can make the best choice for their body. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go even farther. I'm going to say, I bet you it's a 90% certainty at least that if you force someone to have a child that they don't want to have, uh, they will be unhappy. They, or unhappy happy is such a relative term. Yeah. They will be um, harboring any number of feelings of depression, mm-hmm. resentment, and anger. See, I don't know. If that's true, because I'm not a mother, and I'm, and oftentimes women are the ones that are like meant mm-hmm. to, like they have the kid and then they're like stuck with the kid whether the guy stays or not, you mm-hmm. know, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm not saying shoot, I'm like forced. Like no, I understand for, that even yeah. if you're forced, but like I hear stories of like women having babies and like that they didn't want necessarily, uh-huh, and uh-huh. like immediately being like, oh my god, I'm in love with this. you know like so i don't i don't get all of that there's like there's like pheromones and like hormones and stuff that make you like just obsessed with this like human being like if the way that i'm obsessed with wrigley and he didn't even come from my belly like i can only imagine if like it was i don't ever want to really ever get pregnant but like i can only imagine if i had a kid right whether i wanted a kid or not how obsessed i would be with the kid i just don't like that's what people say. The, yeah, the but only reason I don't know. the only reason I go so far as to say ninety percent is because of that recent podcast I talked about on the last episode, which I'm still thinking about, where a research study showed that seventy percent mm-hmm. of uh, couples who had a kid intentionally are then feeling not great about it after. Yeah, like I mean, their their relationship, depression, right. their relationship. Sure, yeah. So if you're in a committed relationship and, it's and the two of you are like stable, right, or thereabouts, right, and have a Whatever kid, that looks like. two, right, two <laughs> of you together, two people, one kid, and afterwards you're like, huh, uh, questioning your choices, th- right? Yeah. <laughs> then if you're a single person, yeah, single parent, woman. And being for- guilt tripped by people into having a kid, yeah. I'm just gonna go as far as say ninety percent. 
I'm gonna say ninety percent. It is likely, but right. then like I think of like people who are raped, and like Grey's Anatomy did a really great um, segment on rape, mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple episodes on rape, and one of the characters is spoiler alert for anyone who's Grey's Anatomy fans. That's still um, on. It's still on. It's like sixteen season sixteen and seventeen are also picked up. So I'm just saying, Jesus. I've been a, I've been a follower from the beginning. Um, there's a one of the characters has always been in foster homes and things like that and so she found her birth mother went to go see her birth mother and found out that she was a product of rape and her birth mother could not like could not handle it and that's why it gave her up because she looked so much like the, the, the rapist Interesting. Um, and the ra- the father is like dead now because of an accident or whatever but like so the mother said morally I'm going to have this child because I can't I don't want to take the child's life but I can't bear I can't, to look I, at the I child. I can't it, So adoption. It's like the most. And like, it wasn't even adoption. She was like. She gave her up for foster. From foster home from foster home. Yeah. And it was just too hard for her. And like, and the mother doesn't want anything to do with her, even as an adult, even though she's like this accomplished doctor and all these different things. Uh-huh. And of course, now what the kid is going through uh-huh. of like, I'm a product of rape. I'm, a, I'm, I was never wanted. You know, I, I was, I was a product of violence. Interesting. You know? And so like, so I just look at all of these things and I'm just like, it is so often like sex is supposed to be this like really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But when it happens to women, when it comes to rape, when it comes to incest, there was a pastor apparently in, in America somewhere that was like raping his 14 year old daughter. No, thank you. I was like, this is absolutely disgusting. Like I can't even, That's I just don't understand that. It's abhorrent. It's, I just don't get it. <laughs> but like you now expect this 14 year old kid to be, to if she got pregnant to like keep the baby that's a problem that is a that is an absolute problem i know of friends and of stories of people who've been molested or raped or touched inappropriately by family members by like all and i'm just like you have got like we're in a place where we make sex to be this like really beautiful thing but it's also like taboo Mm -hmm. so like people aren't able to express themselves in a healthy manner and Mm -hmm. in an appropriate manner with age-appropriate people and in a responsible way, mm-hmm. you're going to have really crappy things happen to women. Yeah. In, in a very patriarchal society. Ugh. I, I, I have a lot of thoughts while you're talking, but I don't remember any of them. <laughs> um, I just wish people... You know, well, the biggest thought I took away from that is you told that story from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And that is the thing that when people do, I've, when you ask a person about abortion mm-hmm. and they're anti, yeah. If you tell them a story yeah. about someone you know yep. who went through one, they are much more likely to swing. Yeah. Than if we talk about statistics and numbers, hundred percent. And it's I, that's <clears throat> always the case. Right. It's always a case like you're going to be against gay marriage or just same sex relationships in general mm-hmm. until you meet someone who's gay and you see their story and you see who they are that they're human and they're not this like weird alien Mm -hmm. with like you know an arm coming out of their head or something you know what i mean like that they're people that they're feet there that they have human feelings and emotion and have jobs and loved ones and all these like if you don't put story behind things Mm -hmm. and put faces to you know it's not just an arbitrary like philosophical concept this is like right. these philosophical concepts have consequences i think about this woman i used to work with when i was a teenager mm-hmm. it was one of my first jobs or did this is a valet job 
No, it was Michael's Arts and Crafts. Oh, Michael's. I remember this. Yeah, I was in high school. And I worked with this girl. She was beautiful. She was in, in like a in like a small town kind of way. Mm-hmm. And she had a, a, she got pregnant. Mm. She was always talking about the guy she was running around with. I was like, okay, that you know, that's your scene. Go ahead. But she's what sixteen mm. and just living wild. Right. She got pregnant. Mm. She told me about it because she would tell me everything. And then I proceeded to watch her consistently drink a lot of alcohol and smoke cigarettes incessantly mm. and she would talk about how oh yeah I'm looking forward to having baby well she was excited to have her baby but she was smoking the shit out of her body Jesus and um, she had a stillbirth oh my god yeah and so then she got a tattoo of the baby's name on her so my thinking is like a one size fits all rule right It might be okay for the successful lawyer of 35 who got pregnant (laughs) accidentally and feels comfortable raising a kid by herself to say, I am an independent woman who can do this and I'm I'm up for the challenge. That's one thing. But a 16-year-old kid who can't figure out their own life? Yeah. Nowhere near self-actualization. Right. uh, I don't think that she should be made to have a kid. Yeah. For the kid's sake. Yeah. Because then it becomes generational, right? Like, yeah. often people who have kids at a young age have kids who have kids at, at a young age. Dude, I... W- ooh. So, like, I, there I, is that cycle. I had dated a 17... Well, I was 18. She was 17. Mm-hmm. We were dating. And um, she wanted to have sex. And I was scared to have... Yeah. Was I scared? I'm trying to... It was so long ago. I think I was nervous to have sex. Mm-hmm. But that was intensified when I found out that her mother had her when she was 17. Mm. And then I met her grandmother. Her grandmother was so young. I was like, how old is your grandmother? She's like, 51. And I did the math. I was like, what? Wait, your grandmother had your mom when she was 17? It's like, yeah. So your grandmother had your mom when she was 17, and your mom had you when she was 17. How old are you this year? <laughs> and she's like, 17. You trying to have sex with me? Yeah, nah, I'm Buddy, good. come on. <laughs> First of all, that's very like... Mature of you and like oh I knew better <laughs> I was like that is not that is all but certain um, but anyway the uh, but that notion that that's a, that's a fertile group of women there <laughs> yes right so I was like this is a ripe age for y'all I'm not touching that but the, yeah I mean I just feel like uh, on a scale of where someone's trying to figure themselves out in life I saw I was at an airport few weeks ago and in this airport lounge um shout out to laguardia you're doing some good things with your airport lounge <laughs> it's about time and <laughs> I was about to say, it is it is dusty right it now looks, it looks real good though the new <laughs> stuff they're doing looks really nice so um the the mother was sitting with this kid and he was not could not be more than six years old yeah and she was a mother who just like you know looked like she was a little rough around the edges the language that I saw her using with this kid, uh, she'd be on the phone with someone, just sitting next to the kid. Uh huh. Yeah. He needs to shut the fuck up. He needs mm. to. He needs to watch his goddamn mouth mm. because just tons of profanity and a limited vocabulary. Right. And I'm thinking, yeah. That's not to say anything about her ability to provide food and shelter for this kid. Yeah. But in terms of the kind of psychology he's going to enter the world with yeah there are ooh, there's i've seen 
young men, specifically, well, men, women, and otherwise, people who are gender nonconforming, raised by uh, women who are scorned mm. and really uh, abused by men, and the I don't even I haven't even spent a lot of time around places where that is a chronic problem like mm. shelters and um, some like rehab centers and things like that where people are really struggling to get back on their feet yeah. and trying to get back in the swing of things. People like that who have kids who are going just trying to patch themselves back together emotionally. Yeah. Like emotionally putting themselves back together to watch them do that in front of uh, a child for me is uh, it's better that the kid I'm not God. Mm. But I would think that the child would probably be better in a foster home or just not even around. Mm. Because I don't even know. I, would, what it I is. wouldn't say foster home is that great because there's a lot of abuse that happens there. too. Exactly. So. We got eight billion people in the world. Mm. We're really trying to have more kids. I mean, I mean, we're also coming from a place of like privilege and in, in some ways elitism in the way that we're talking. Right. Oh, like, for sure. And so it's just different. It's. It's different, but it's also like you're responsible for a living thing right yeah. now. And so I would not be ready to have a kid today. But if you get, but if I had to have a kid today, then um, it would be. No, no, I'm going to backtrack everything I just said. Not everything, but at mm-hmm. least what I was about to say. If I had a kid today, I would not be ready. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would do that great a job Mm. i'd do my best but i don't think i'd be the best dad i'd have a lot of catching up and learning to do very quickly yeah i'm aware of that yeah whereas i think a lot of people are not Mm. and uh if if we had more people questioning whether or not they should have kids Mm. then we'd probably have less kids and millennials were having less kids in general across the spectrum right um just as a generation We'd have less kids, but I think we'd have kids who were healthier and more uh, psychologically well. I hope so. I hope, but this this abortion ban, I think like a one-size-fits-all view of everybody who's pregnant should have that kid. Men will still get off the hook. Yeah, there's a lot of men who get a lot of people pregnant and don't do anything for them. I just think it continues to put women in a position where they are um, subordinate. Yeah. To men. And I just I just don't yeah, I don't love it. Yeah. Don't like so it. So complicated. Don't love it either. Well you know who uh I heard there's I heard that there's a group of kids generationally who were born in the last like few years mm-hmm. who've been named after a character on Game of Thrones uh-huh. and now they're wishing they hadn't named their kid. Are you talking about after, Daenerys? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> I don't have much to say about Game of Thrones because I'm still processing it. All I have to what say... What happened, friend? Okay. There's spoiler alert, everybody. Fast forward five minutes because I'm not going to spend more than five minutes on this. Okay? Uh, I thought it was incredibly lazy writing. I don't... I did, I, and I said this before. I don't mind Daener- Danny being, like, considered the Mad Queen or like how everything happens because mm-hmm. apparently the way how, how everything ended who ended up being on the throne who died and all this stuff is according to what the author George R. R. Martin said like those are the things that are going to happen how they got to it was so flippin' lazy and it just made me realize that it was two white dudes 
two straight white plain old yogurt ass dudes <laughs> yogurt ass dudes oh, that <laughs> that wrote this script and they like so essentially Danny dies by the hand of her lover nephew John Snow John Snow John Snow killed her I knew who you were talking about yeah and that was like it was a beautiful moment but it was also like ugh. and then like because she had gone mad and he was like listen like she, like, cause she was because she was basically like trying to seduce him into like like let's do this together like I love you we'll kill everybody like we're gonna free and break chains like she's really like coming from this place of like I'm gonna free the world and I'm gonna be this like conqueror of all these things and he's just like no you are you like lost it you like burned this whole city is in ashes you're delusional you like the delusion of grandeur right? right which I'm okay with Danny being crazy but I think that they got there by the the story of like two, like two men not just the writers but like it was Tyrion Lannister the hand and Varys that was saying like she's crazy she's crazy like why couldn't we just see her be crazy why do we have men telling us that she's crazy um there's no evidence of it leading up to the point other than these guys were just saying she's yeah there's I mean there was evidence of it but it was so like minute they could have like really worked and played with this this uh-huh. whole season so that's annoying. Oh. Um, the person who ended up being on the throne is Bran, the kid that got pushed off the, who's a three-eyed raven, got pushed off the, like, the first episode of the first season. Four eyes? Three-eyed, three-eyed raven. Yeah, I know. Um, but his name's Bran? Bran, B-R-A-N. Bran. Bran. You got a guy named after a breakfast cereal. <laughs> that's so exciting. But he's the king, and now they're, like, whatever, it... I'm not mad of how it how it ended. It just ended, and John is going back to the Night Watch or whatever. I don't. It's just. It didn't. It so, didn't just. It didn't. It just, wasn't satisfying, but I'm not. It. What it showed me was that history will repeat itself because a lot of the same things that happened in the first episode in the first season is happening in the end. Because um, they were trying to rebuild a city and they're like figuring out if they want to rebuild a brothel or like the roads you know like that's the <laughs> fair question yeah you know the brothels are really important so um but yeah so that was game of thrones it was fine it is what it is and i'm just kind of like whatever but i'm also like annoyed <laughs> as, a, as like a nerd but i'm but i'm also like i knew this was going to happen and that was i was again i'm okay with danny being crazy i'm okay with her like being pissed and burning the city down all of that makes sense to me but i feel like the writing was just so lazy and i'm just kind of like indifferent about it mm. so mm-hmm. there are apparently three spinoffs coming off so we'll see one is going to be the prequel to game of thrones what? of like how the first men were made and all those different things what? and apparently there's two more so i'm interested to see what, what that's going to be george R. R. Martin is making bank what? Three? Three. Apparently three. there's five in the making. There's three for sure happening. What? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I have nothing else to say I, <laughs> about it. All right. Fine. That's, There's like literally, what? like, that's genuinely how I feel. There's like nothing else to I'm say. I'm so glad I did not waste an ounce of energy watching yeah. the show. Because now there's going to be five variations of this show. I mean, there's spinoffs to it. Yeah. It's like Frasier after Cheers. Like yeah. there's, but like there's going to be more Frasier. It's like a Brave New World after It Shall Not, that'll, They Shall Not Be Named. What? Cosby Show. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. 
uh, a different. You mean a, a different, different world? Brave New World is a book. Brave New World is a book. What is a Brave New World? Just, just fact That's checked I myself. At, fact check. <laughs> I just like looked at you. I'm just like, I have no idea what that show is, and I know a lot of shows. Definitely a book. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, that's unfortunate, but foreseeable. Yeah. And yeah. so we'll just have more shows and entertainment. Yeah. It'll Good be- for George Martin. R R R R. What's the middle name? Mm. Well, I just call him George. George Martin. Yeah. George R R Martin. You just have to be. There's that way. two R's. Yeah. I bet one of them's Reagan. Robert Reagan Martin. Probably. Probably. Well, I'm not even gonna check it. Y'all can Google it well, for us and let us know in the DMs. I hope. Uh, good luck to all the people out there who. That was are... less than five minutes. I'm really proud of myself. That was impressive. Yeah. Do you want to talk about basketball? I'd I rather. Would, I would rather talk about I'd basketball. Rather. Let's do it. All right, folks, it is time for our second segment where we talk about all things basketball is our dribbling section. We try our best to keep it nice and light and fluffy and interesting. Um, we like are a pancake. <laughs> nice, light and fluffy. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about we are in the playoffs, which mm-hmm. is super fun. Mm-hmm. We are currently in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. In the Eastern Conference, we have... Bucks and Raptors. Wonderful. Bucks are from... Oh, Milwaukee. And the Raptors are from... The North. The North. They remember. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a Game of Thrones saying. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Uh, Toronto. <laughs> uh, Drake's team. And then in the Western Conference Finals, we have... The San Francisco Warriors. Actually, they will be next year. (laughs) (laughs) Golden State. Yes, yes, yes. And? The Portland Trailblazers. Yes, we do. So where do we want to start? Let's start with our Eastern Conference friends. Okay, 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 okay. We're three games in? uh, Yeah, we're three games in, and right now the Bucks are up 2-1. Yes. Kawhi had a good game three. And it was double overtime. Yep. Came through in the clutch. Yep. This was during Game of Thrones. This was very stressful mm-hmm. for me. Personally. Oh, wow. Yeah. I watched a, a sneaker video of Kawhi's New Balance sneakers. Yes. And how, how are they? Um, people are saying good things. Okay. Good things. Good things. They I like. I like. They look interesting. Um, for those who don't know, a lot of players have sneakers mm-hmm. with different companies like Nike and Adidas. And mm-hmm. Sir Kawhi Leonard has it with a New Balance. First. A first. A first. New Balance was out of the game. Yes. Hadn't been a while since San Antonio's Matt Bonner. Yeah. It's, so been, a, it's been a minute. Kawhi said, I'll do something different. and uh, He's a different kind of guy. He is. So I saw his feet on the court moving so fast they were moving. Uh-huh. And I said to myself, oh, what is right. What's he put? So I went ahead and I went into the YouTubes. And I and saw the, and the YouTube's taught you things. Some review of the cushion material and the traction and the upper. And I'm like, okay, Kawhi's got some nice things on his feet, some tools that are working for him. Good for him. In his promo commercial, mm-hmm. I'll just say I watched the promo Kawhi Leonard uh, commercial. Yeah. I feel like you should watch it because I want to see what you think about it. So it's a. Kawhi, should I watch it like right now on, yeah, on cast? Yeah, I think it's worth it. If, okay, if you're so near a computer a, right now, you should look up the Kawhi Leonard. If you're a basketball fan. Promo. Because you've never seen Kawhi Leonard do a sneaker commercial before. So, Kawhi, so this is his first sneaker commercial. Like Kawhi sneaker? Yeah, New promo? Balance sneaker. Uh, Kawhi Go. doesn't need to get your... T- New Balance takes shot at James Harden and Kawhi Leonard. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. It's the video. Is it a minute and eighteen seconds? Yep. Or so. Okay. Let's I'll see. I'll talk. Oh, you I don't should... even you don't even need the sound on. 
Hold you, on, let's see can, if I... Okay, all right, all right, here I go. You can have it on mute. Um, I'm gonna... So, what's on. happening... So, I'm playing it right now. Ready? Uh, yeah. All right, here we go, here we go. So, there's just a lot of clicking. Doesn't need the camera. He it's... doesn't need your hot takes. Okay, Kawhi, blah, 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 blah. Okay, nah. He doesn't need to chase files. Oh, okay. Or sweat the comments, post selfies. You can follow him at the gym. Kawhi doesn't need to get your attention. He doesn't say anything. He already has it. Game speaks for itself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got now. Um, okay, I just basically stated everything that was in the commercial, like the words that were right. in the in the thing. Right. So you didn't hear anything from Kawhi, and it, in fact, All at you, the end, he he put his hand to his mouth as like a shh, but like a his finger. Keep your mouth. Did, keep your mouth. He didn't even move his mouth. He just no. put his finger up to his mouth. Yeah, that's it. it is that is such a Kawhi commercial? <laughs> it's a very Kawhi commercial, and I wonder. There was, can I just say there was yeah. a meme? I don't mean to interrupt. No, there no, was no. a meme. Of, of just like Kawhi looks like a guy that doesn't tell his family that he works like he go he's an NBA player that he just goes to work for eight hours and then comes <laughs> back home he's like he's just like that like yes he's very not, humble like very humble like he's like very nonchalant about this NBA thing yeah he's really <coughs> he really is a lunch pail guy let me come in let me do the work let me let and I'm me, gonna go home I'm gonna go home yeah hey, I'm gonna put in the work yeah, but I'm gonna yeah. go home it's a, it's incredible to see a guy of <coughs> Uh, just someone who's that reserved do a sneaker commercial and I think that's where he fits with New Balances because he's the best star they got. He yeah. definitely you could build a franchise around Kawhi with the way that he plays. Yeah. Um and he's, he's interesting. And he wears I don't know if he's interesting. He's mysterious. He's mysterious. That's it's interesting cuz he's he's mysterious. I guess and he stays committed to his cornrows. Yep. Never hasn't changed them. And yeah. also He's relatable to a swath of our community in the black population that wears hair like his and also <coughs> doesn't mind it being like days old and a little shabby. Yeah. Like he'll he'll wear it out like, yeah, it's whatever. I'll get it done next week. Yeah. He's he's so himself and he hasn't changed since he's come to the NBA. Yeah. So I was like, okay, good for you. You got a sneaker commercial. I was just wondering if you thought the finger to the mouth was a little bit weird because that was the weirdest part for me. It was weird, but I'm also like, I also get it. Like I get it in the concept of the commercial. It's weird yeah. that he's doing it because yeah. like, like it's like, okay, weird. But like, <laughs> but I for the concept of the commercial, it's fine. Yeah. So in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Bucks are leading 2-1. Giannis looks great. Giannis is killing it. I mean, they. I mean, they won the two at at Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee's got shooters. They do. I really didn't realize how many shooters they and, have. And they lost by like only a couple of points, like not a lot of points. So, I mean, it's an interesting matchup. Yeah, uh, you just don't have like big names <laughs> outside of like the Kawhi and the. I mean, got Lowry and he's showing up. Marcus All is playing. Uh, Pow isn't because Pow Pow is injured. Yeah, Pow for the Bucks. Yeah, but uh, Marcus, I I didn't realize the Gasol brothers are playing against each other. And the Steph brothers are playing. The Curry brothers are uh, playing in the West. 
Marcus all said that he didn't do a great job after game two. Yeah, game two he was pretty great. Though game three he was pretty good too because he was dunking his, like he these three pointers like crazy. Wait, the first Mark? half. Marcus all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, one How's of the games he said right. Mark said he wasn't. He said he wasn't doing a good job. He. Took, I think it was probably game two. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. So he said I didn't do a great job and I really need to step up more. So in game three, I think that he he got in there. He mixed it up with yeah. some folks. Well, speaking of the Curry brothers. Uh, Should we talk about the Western Have Thomas? you seen the Curry family in the stands yes. cheering for them? Yes. Dad wearing a Portland shirt. Mom wearing the other Curry shirt. Right, but then cool. they. But on the other side, it's the other ki- the other team. Like the front will say like so. If, oh, I didn't see that. If Wardell is wearing like um, uh, Warriors in the front, mm-hmm. he's doing Portland in the back. Right. So and then they had like tracks jackets that have like Portland and the that's cool. Goals. So I mean, you got. Talk about like the way I think when so in the Western Conference right now, they are the Golden State Warriors or the Golden State Thanoses are uh, mm-hmm. three zero. Mm-hmm. They're up three zip. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next game that they win, which is today, if they yeah. win it today in Portland, mm-hmm. they're going to the finals again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thanosing everybody. Um, and, uh, someone asked, uh, I think it was Doris that asked like, how do you think your parents are feeling? Like, do you feel like they're like torn or whatever? He's like, no, they're super blessed. Literally the Curry's are living LeVar Ball's dream. Right. (laughs) Like they're like, they have two incredibly talented boys, Mm -hmm. men Mm -hmm. in the NBA. Like Mm -hmm. that's a dream for a basketball fan like that. too. Healthy, yeah. That's great. But what I find interesting about the Western Conference Final is that there's a person that's missing in the Western Conference Final because of a of a calf strain. Do you know who that is, sir? I've heard people speak about one Kevin Durant. Yes. Speak of him, yes. But they have not seen him. Yeah. Because he's not playing because he has a, a calf strain. Sure. And he was supposed to be out just the first two games. Mm-hmm. He was out the first three games. Mm-hmm. I think he's likely going to be out today's game. He is. And so... It's a severe calf strain. Right. So here's what I say. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Not a hot take, because mm-hmm. I've been saying this. Okay. Motherfucker, they don't need you. Ah, <laughs> why? Why? Am I wrong? The insults. But let me just say this. Let me just say this. Okay, hear me out, sir. Hear me All out. All right. Um, they are winning... And not by like, oh, a point here or a point there. They are winning stupendously without you. Mm-hmm. Certain players are showing up because they can, because they don't have to share the ball with you. Mm. Um, again, not taking away from KD at all. He is a lethal shooter. He is re- a really, really good basketball player. Sure. But I'm coming back to this place of they won a series without you already. <sighs> looks like they're going to win another series without you i really truly 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 hope he gets better and that he comes back for his sake because if they win the finals without him because that could potentially happen does that ring mean anything why are you looking like this (laughs) did i did I take all the words out of your mouth? Did Not I? all of them, but you said a good amount, and I'll just say it in a different, 
Just, you, Are you, you saying I more kindly before, than I have? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. What I was going to say uh, in the in the way that I was viewing the Portland game the other day, yeah. I was like, come on, Portland. Come on now. Come, if they you're are gonna, scrappy. 100% like, scrappy. If you're going to win, you got to do it now while KD's not playing. And the thing is, I remember the 73-9 and team before they got KD. Yeah. And that's who I got to see on the court again. And I swear tell you this. They were so much more fun to watch. If he's <laughs> not on the court, I enjoy watching them because I like Steph. Because I like Clay, Because I like that Draymond can get a triple-double mm-hmm. anytime he wants to with his 20, 13, and 12 night he had right. in Game 3. Yeah. I like the way they share the ball. I like these new guys off the bench yeah. who I don't even know who some of these guys are, but they come in and they give you important minutes. Right. When you have a guy like Steph who can pull up from anywhere. Yeah. Literally. Also. Facilitate? The, here's, here's the thing. I was like, Portland in the last five minutes, I was walking by a bar. Yeah. Down in uh, NoHo. Yeah. I was like, oh, the game's on. And I looked through the window and there's a guy... Was like begrudgingly looking out the window and seeing me look at the TV, but then I look at him and I'm like, should I? And he, he gave this look like, hmm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went inside the bar, watched this last five minutes. I'm rooting for Portland. I'm rooting for Portland, but something starts to happen. I watch myself because they were leading at a point, and mm-hmm. then the third quarter. Golden State Warriors happen, and it just kind of diminishes they everything. showed up, and yeah. they started hitting major points. And I watched as Golden State took the lead, and I then found myself entertained by Steph to the point where they're coming down the floor. Portland's down by eight. Mm-hmm. and There's still a lot of basketball left. You there's a lot. lot of you basketball can do a lot. So instead- if, Reggie, if Reggie Miller hasn't taught us anything. Eight points eight in eight points seconds. Is, eight points in eight seconds is nothing. You got to be on it. If y'all don't so know then, what that is, Google it. So he, so a part of my brain was going, come on, Portland, get a stop. And then the other part of my brain, and vocally I said, Steph, you don't need to pass that. Go on in with that. Yeah. Steph, you don't need to pass that. Go ahead. And I watched him like, is if he heard me mm-hmm. take a quick dribble left, right, cut into the lane, and finish for this really nice layup. Because right. when Steph won his layups MVP, are the most efficient um, way to get points. He he had the best finishing rate in the NBA one of the years he won the MVP. Yeah, because he can finish at the rim, he can shoot threes, he can he can handle the ball. Right, like this plus Clay plus Draymond and the parts that you have together. This is we don't need KD. We've been saying that. We've been saying it, but it's just so, it's so not, it's more interesting to watch that team when he's not playing because they play better together and he will go on to play well at another franchise. Sure. But I just think his choice to come to this franchise was unnecessary and watching Golden State play Portland the way they have, Mm -hmm. it just further proves that point. Yeah, I agree. They're so good. Like, oh, Katie, you down? Dang, man, come back soon. We'll try and hold it up while you're gone. Not only that, you just win every game. Yeah. And it's not easy, Yeah. but you you will it to happen. Yep. It's got to be more interesting for them. I really wish I could get inside of Draymond's head and think, uh, to find out, do you enjoy it more when Katie's not there? Hmm. I think he does. He's been a little bit more vocal. I mean, he's been vocal in the past about 
we don't need you. We never like we were fine without you. Like he's he has said that. It's been on record. record, Yeah. Um. He also like after he had his triple double, which triple double for those of you don't know is when you have double like double digit points in points or double digit numbers in points, rebounds, and assists. Mm -hmm. Means like it just means that you're a very well rounded player. Yeah, you can do it all. You do it all. Um, And Grandma is known to be a big rebounder, Mm -hmm. assist, like he assists, like that's like his role. He's not Mm -hmm. necessarily a shooter, but Mm -hmm. when he gets a three, he gets real excited, you know? Yeah, but he can. He can shoot threes. He can. Um, So I think even recently he was talking about how like he he played the game differently because like he has kids now and his kids are playing and things like young kids. I want to meet his kids. Um, Yeah. They should do post games. (laughs) They really should. and about how, like, you know, he want he's like, I, I do a lot of complaining and crying. And I realized I was doing more of that than really playing. And so, like, you're seeing, he's like, he still talks to the refs and, like, still makes a fuss here and there. But he, you see him playing different this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least I did recently. I'm just like, oh, Draymond's not Draymonding as much. You know, like, <laughs> I'm used to him kicking, you know, <laughs> kicking balls and, like, <laughs> kicking balls. I mean, literal, like, testicles. testicles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Anyway, so he was it's, maturing it's, yeah. in front of our very eyes. It's very, it's like um, I'm doing the insecure growth, like that GIF of. Uh, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, of one of the characters, she goes like this. It sounds like growth. No, you yeah. Know? So um, I'm, I'm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously, I, I really, really wanted Portland to, yeah, to win the Western Conference Finals, but I think today we're going to see that it's going to be. The Golden State Thanoses. Yeah, it's all, but uh, the, the tea leaves are all pointing in the same direction. Yeah. So. So that's the playoffs right now. So we're just kind of waiting for things to fall into place before we get to the finals. Do you think Milwaukee can beat Golden State? I don't know. People are saying they think. I think they, they have. Can. They, I think they have a shot. Of anyone in the in the East, I think they have the best shot. I don't know what other people are looking at. I think I'm missing it because enough people are saying they think Milwaukee can beat Golden State. That I don't. I also wonder if all of us just want to say it so that we can hopefully get like give confidence to the team so that they can like Uh, really show it and bring it. I think it's for TV ratings so that people will watch the finals. Yeah, because if it's just Golden State versus a non-LeBron team, I think people just assume it's a foregone conclusion. Can we just hold on one second? Um, Mm Hmm. Can we just talk about how LeBron's not in the playoffs right now? Yeah, I'm happy I just, to. I, just I already wanna, included the hashtag. <laughs> I just want to say, I miss you, LeBron. Yeah. I just, it's like, 2000, 2011 Bry doesn't understand this, but I really miss you. <laughs> did you? Did you? <laughs> I really do. <laughs> did you watch the last game of Zones with the lottery I pick? Have, uh, yeah, we should talk about the lottery pick, but no, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I'll let you watch it, but LeBron is featured heavily in oh, that Oh, really? <laughs> it's very good, because it's, it's so true that you put him in the same... It's basically for the game of Zones uh, that you watched recently, not a spoiler alert, but the premise is they're doing the lottery pick, mm-hmm. and... All these teams are, are advocating for why they should get the number one pick. Sure. And then they send the Lakers send LeBron out there to do it. Uh, <laughs> he's just like it's so weird to see him in that space. Yeah. Because he's out of place. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just he. Oh, you should watch it. I need to. But watch anyway, it. the the number one. Oh God, the number one pick goes to the New Orleans Pelicans. So people are really excited about this in a couple for a couple of reasons. Okay. New Yorkers are not happy, but I'm like, you got the third pick. That 
that is doesn't. a good but that is a it no. is not a bad thing to have the third no. pick no yes it is I can't believe I'm even saying this because I'm not even a New York Knicks fan. But but oh. what this what this lottery draft has shown is that tanking don't doesn't mean anything. Yes, that which is exactly hundred percent okay. With. That is what it did because you did all this work to increase your chances to get that pick. Right, and now you got not even the second. Do you want to explain third. what this is to our listeners who may sure. not understand tanking and the lottery picks and things like that? Sorry if I lost you out there. So tanking is when a team deliberately loses games. Yeah, they're not. They're not trying to win. Yeah, let's they're not, say they're, they're not like they're not losing by like only scoring ten points the whole four quarters. Like right. they're they're pulling punches. So they, uh, but then by having a bad season, you automatically if you don't make the playoffs, you go into the lottery, right. and teams are considered for like higher draft picks in the lottery, right? But if you do really poorly, it increases your chances, odds yes, of getting a higher draft pick. So everybody who's quote unquote tanking to have race to the worst record in the league is shooting for that number one ping pong ball. So specifically it was Cleveland, the Bulls and the Knicks were like the worst record. Right. That I can remember. Yeah. And the Suns too. Yeah, the Suns, yeah. Yeah. So they they went into this race and the- And it's all percentage like they had like a 14% chance of being mm-hmm. number one or like the numbering doesn't necessarily all make sense to me but the the worse you are the better your yeah. chances it's like Not the number necess- of ping pong balls in there for you right. essentially essentially yeah So uh I like how I doing a better job of not saying literally Oh, good job I, said, I say that a lot essentially essentially I That's like what that what we're really trying to say Yeah right? yeah I think so Man, get language right. <laughs> so we uh, good job English. So, so these ping pong balls are supposed to fall in your favor. Hopefully, if you do a worse enough job. Right. Well, the Knicks were banking on number one. People have been saying number one. And Knicks are probably going to get number one because the number one pick was going to be Zion. Zion, like the Alpha and Omega. This guy can do it all. Zion is a freshman in. Duke, yeah, playing with Coach K, a yeah. formidable, just behemoth of a of a coach. Mm-hmm. He's coached Team USA in the past to yeah. gold and things like that. He's yeah. he's he's a he is a very well respected coach in the league, all around, uh, like all around basketball world. He's so, well respected. Yeah, so I mean, the draft lottery is an important piece. Event. For these teams, because you only put five players on the court. If you get someone who is transcendent, right, a la LeBron James at mm-hmm. number one, you could be the next. You could that takes your team from the bottom of the dungeon mm-hmm. all the way to maybe an Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals. If you develop the right player, you pick the right person, it can transform your franchise and bring massive income. So everyone wanted Zion. The Knicks. Thought they were going to get him. And there were rumors that the Knicks wanted, I mean, that Zion wanted to go to New York. Yes. It was a match, uh, matchmaking. Yeah. People have been chatting about this marriage. Yep. Between this guy who can, if you've never Could seen Could be Zion, the second coming of 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 a mix of Michael ahead. Jordan go and ahead. LeBron James. Like mm. he was going to be. Did you hear those the, names? The one that was going to change the game. His elevation on dunking is kind of wild. His body is massive. Ma- 
massive. He's so strong. He's mm-hmm. a rim rocker. He is a rebounder. He's got great vision on the court, and homie can shoot. Yeah, he's he's a he's a big man that can shoot. Right, which is... and he's not. He can be graceful at times. The dude has so much power when he torques his shoe. Yep, he blew through his shoe. Yeah, the bottom of his shoe came off in a game, and I've never seen that happen in my life. Just to to talk about how important it is to have a number one pick. Some of the number one picks in the past. I'm just going to name some names that you may know. Okay, uh, Oscar Robertson. Heard of him. Uh, that's that's a guy that we know. Um, let me just go down. Uh, Bill Walton. Yeah, was a number one pick. Uh, this guy named uh, Magic Johnson. Oh um, he's Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Larry Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. uh, 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 <clears throat> LeBron James, <clears throat> LeBron nice. James. There, nice. Derek Rose, Kyrie uh-huh. Irving, Anthony Davis. Yeah, Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, Ben Simmons. So, you know, some good names. Some these are some people that are like already Hall of Famers yeah. or future potential a, Hall of Famers. A few of those people, when you talk about them, like Hakeem Olajuwon, yeah, Patrick Ewing, Shaquille O'Neal, change you the could game. Talk, you talk about top centers of all time. Absolutely. You talk about LeBron James, arguably the greatest small forward of all time. You yeah. talk about Tim and Duncan, po- possibly one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Yeah. Tim yeah. Duncan, greatest power forward we've ever seen. Yeah. So, yeah, when you have a Zion Williamson who looks like he could be the next great power forward we've ever seen, he could eclipse Tim Duncan, perhaps. Yep. You got to get that pick. New York went number three. That yep. means you ain't getting Zion Williams. No, you're in somebody else. The Grizzlies got number two. Yeah. The Grizzlies got number two. Yes. The Grizzlies. <laughs> the Grizzlies. Who got number two? How <laughs> did anyone see that coming? Yeah. It was the odds of them getting it. Like it was a point. It was like 6%. Yeah. Um, and then you had New Orleans on the outside. Dark horse. You never. Because they, they were they were only like a couple of games away of even going into the playoffs. So you have. They Anthony, weren't that. They weren't. They weren't good, but they weren't terrible either. This right. Season. When when that happened. And you have the Bulls who's garbage who got the number seven they pick. They got shafted. <laughs> it was. continued to be. The Lakers got four. So, I mean, just in general, it just wasn't a good look for the Knicks that night. So if you're the garden, the number three pick. It, is hurts. It, it, it isn't. Hurts. It isn't even necessarily R.J. Barrett. Yeah. R.J. Barrett may go too. Yeah. You and people will hear this and say, but if you know, you probably don't know who maybe R.J. Barrett is, or uh, like he's Zion Williams's teammate yeah. and roommate at Duke. Yeah. They both were one and done, ready to go to the NBA because yep. they are ready. Both are like, oh, Do the it. two of them both averaged twenty-two points a yeah. game this year. R.J. Barrett is no slouch. No. So if you get him, you're in good shape. But R.J. He may go one too. Yeah. Not box office. Yeah. Where Zion, do, where, where Zion is. Zion is a ticket sale. I just want to say the president of the United States, my, my in my mind, still our president, mm-hmm. uh, Barack Obama, went to the game that he blew out his shoe in. Yeah, that probably interesting. I wonder if there's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of people that were at that game. A lot of famous people that were at that North Carolina Duke game. So you probably just turned real hard. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, I feel for the New York fans because that really was your shot. Yeah. At getting, if you in this offseason could have landed yeah. a Kevin Durant, 
Kyrie Irving and a Zion, a Zion at a oh contract level that was like a rookie contract. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna work that, and you have enough for you. You will have enough money mm-hmm. to spend on a Kyrie and a KD. Right. So the I, but the nice thing too was the Knicks, if they really wanted to, could have. If you got him number one, let's say you don't even want Zion necessarily. Yeah. You want Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New Orleans' other number one pick, who is a perennial all-star. Right. But Anthony doesn't want to be there. He, he don't want to be there. He don't want to be there. You could deal Zion to mm. go get Anthony Davis. Mm. You could use him as a chip. And then you'd have KD, Kyrie, and Anthony Davis. The Knicks would be in the playoffs, and they'd win the Eastern Conference. I don't know. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis. You win the Eastern Conference. It's it's it, it, there's nothing that can get in your way of well actually sorry, James Dolan is the I was about to say I'm like James Dolan, the <sighs> racist? Yeah, he is what the manager, owner? Doesn't matter. Yeah, so anyway, it might not be the best thing. But either way, you lost that opportunity. So now it's gonna be up to um, New Orleans to decide what they want to do with that pick. Yeah, we'll see. They might I, do nothing. They might, yeah. They might, they might pick somebody else. They might not pick nah, Zion. They'll pick Zion. Um, they like scurried Zion off the minute um, the number one person was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number one team um, was uh, the Pelicans. So, I mean, the draft is not going to happen until like June 20th or something like that. It's like yeah. at the end of June. Uh-huh. And it's in New York. At Barclays, yeah. so I kind of want to go see it. I think we may have a connection. Well, I'll let you know about that later. That'd be dope. I would. I think I might poop my pants. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to talk about in the basketball section was uh, none other than um, Magic Johnson. Yeah. What about him? Um, so he recently went on First Take. Is that Stephen A. Smith's? Yep. T- the show with Max. With Max and Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stephen A. Smith was like, "Yo." Give us the, you know, in Stephen A. Smith fashion, was like, Magic, t- what happened? Why did you very quickly, out of nowhere, resign? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And Magic just decided to spill all the tea. <laughs> like, all of it. <sighs> Tampering. He's so, he, okay. And all he basically said was, I love Jeannie. Jeannie's like, I appreciated Jeannie for the opportunity. She told me, I told her, look, I have all these businesses. I can't, I make, frankly, a lot more money with these businesses than this job. So, like, I need to take care of, (laughs) like, I need to make sure, like, I'm not always going to be in the office, but I'm going to, like, I need to have the power to make decisions. Firing, hiring, all those different things, you know, moves. I'm going to, and sometimes I'm going to be in, sometimes I'm going to be out, like, whatever, but, like, I just need you to trust me. She's like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes to all of Patrick's conditions. And so... They're all good. A couple of years. They, they were doing this for two years, right? Like, yeah, two they, years. So for two years. So uh, he didn't know what's his face. Luke Walton. Not Luke Walton. The other guy. Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka. Rob, what's Rob Palenka's... Background? Like, no, like his job with the Lakers. What is his job with the Lakers? He's the He's about assistant to the president of basketball operations. Okay, so they I don't, don't know what his job is. Yeah, I mean, he is something in the Lakers organization, right? Right. Um, and so he was talking about, like, I didn't know Rob, but I got to know him and all these different things. But And he was saying how, like, you know, 
you know, everything was good. And then after a while, he started hearing in the Laker office that, like, Rob's saying, oh, Magic's not in the office. He's not working hard enough. He's not, Magic's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. So, I mean, that doesn't feel great when you're working in a place, especially when you already have an understanding with the the boss boss, Jeannie, right. Jeannie Bus. You're also having, like, to deal with some of the, the bus brothers, um, Jeannie Bus's brothers, like, their feelings about why they're not in a higher position in in the in the family business because mm. they want they were hoping to be you know possibly where magic is and right, Jeannie's sure. like nah because right. Jeannie's smart that's for Linda uh, Rambus yeah right. <laughs> yeah something like that and um, so anyway and so he's like okay that's he's like not great I don't I don't like this and then he started getting phone calls for, according to magic he was getting phone calls from other people outside of basketball that are friends of magic that are like yo. This dude's saying this about you to other people, you know? And he's like, I just didn't like that. He's like, there was that. And then there was a moment where he was wanting to fire Luke and like Luke Walton, the coach. And like they had a couple of meetings and there was just a lot of back and forth. And he just like, he's like, I can't do this anymore. Like it's not vibing anymore. And that's why he quit essentially. Uh, What's his face? Rob Palenka. Palenka goes on record saying that like, oh, you know, that very... PR response of like, you know, that's not how I essentially remember it. Like, I have much respect for him. I'm I'm disappointed that he thinks that a lot of he said, she said stuff about his time yeah. with the Lakers. So all this goes to show that the Lakers are messy. <laughs> messy Bessies. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really more to say other than just like, I was just I thought it was interesting that Magic was uh, spilling the tea like that to none other than Stephen A. Smith, the loudest mouth of, of sports. <laughs> yeah, Magic seems to do something when he gets in front of cameras that I don't see people often do. And I don't know if I like it or if I think it's something... Is it his showmanness? I don't know. I just... I something, The late show? He, he spills more tea than most people when he's on camera because mm. he didn't tell anybody he was going to resign until it happened. They just asked him and he's like, well, today I'm going to resign. Yeah. And but even like, I didn't watch the shop episode, but like yeah. LeBron and Lonzo were like talking about yeah. it. So like we didn't know until it happened, you know? Yeah. And then he just did this, uh, on the first take. And I, I like it cause yeah. it's a hot take right. and that's what the show looks for. But then, uh, he, what was the, what was the, Oh, the tampering things. Like, he would get the tampering sanctions on him by the league for talking to players outside of contract right. or, or dropping little lines. I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel or something, and they asked him about a player or mm-hmm. something. And Magic said, well, I don't know, because I've already gotten in trouble for tampering. I'm trying not to do Yeah, that. not trying to do you this know, anymore. So acknowledging yeah. the fact that he tries to play by the rules, but he finds himself saying a bit too much what i think magic does is he gets so he's an ambassador he said it yeah i enjoy the storytelling mm-hmm. and the helping other players maximize their potential he's a mentor in a lot of ways he's yeah a, that's what he likes doing so for him talking to someone and being direct is something that he's done his whole life as yeah. an ambassador. So I think that's just his nature is to be more forthcoming with information. Very on. We're talking about a guy who announced to the world that he had HIV. Yeah. 
you know? At, in a time where that was hard to yeah, do. Yeah, you were a first. Yeah. And so to tell the whole world something so personal as that, it, it, it makes everything else telling someone in the media seems like such small potatoes. So, yeah, him talking about Rob, him talking about leaving the organization and tamper, all these sorts of things. I think he, um, I think his magic is honest with people. Mm. He just, he's, but it's interesting to me, though, that he never brought this up with Rob. Yeah. You never said anything to Rob directly about it. You never had a it's, conversation, but you put it out here for all of us. Yeah. And for Jeannie. To make the call at the end. Well, no, but Jeannie then has to continue facing this Lakers are a mess thing when Magic talks about dissent between him and Rob. I don't know. I just, uh, it's not the greatest PR, Mm. but in terms of, also it doesn't inspire confidence maybe from the players toward Rob Palenka, Mm. because if you're LeBron and you came there because of Magic, then if Rob was the guy talking trash about Magic, you're going to believe Magic over Rob Palenka, yeah, I'm going to assume. Let's be real. Like, not a lot of people know who Rob Palenka is. Like, yeah. when I say Magic Johnson, even if you know nothing about basketball, right? You, like, that's, you're like, that sounds like an important name. You know, yeah. like... So, so I, I feel like it <coughs> creates some mistrust within the organization yeah. that this all-star, Hall of Fame, top point guard of all time, Magic Johnson... Who drafted all these young players, Ingram, Lonzo, uh, Kuzma, right. and now brings in LeBron. Uh, that dude's gone. Yeah. And in his place is just this, they're not going to fill Magic's role. Right. They said they're not going to replace Magic. Essentially, Rob Palenka is, is Magic. Pre- yeah, is president of basketball but operations at this point. Magic left because of Rob. Right. And, what does and, that mean? Right. Yeah. So if you're one of these guys I just mentioned, what's your relationship with Rob like? Yeah. Genuine? I don't, I don't know. So I, I I don't know if Rob I don't know Rob's story, magic story, like their side of it. There's always two sides, and I'm sure it's somewhere in between. Yeah, is where this is the but, third side. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Again, I'm really looking forward to this off season to see how everything kind of pans out from the draft picks to free agencies and things like that, and pe- players shifting and going to different teams. Someone just recently threw out some conspiracy theory that Kyrie Mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis are going to team up with LeBron in LA. I don't think that's going to happen. No. (laughs) I really, that almost... I'm like, with what money? I was almost offended. I was like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Well, you don't need to... You could trade a lot of young players to go get Anthony Davis. But the point to me was, are you guys... Because LeBron's not in the playoffs. You're just... We're just, just pulling, fishing for stories. You're just pulling things out you're of your butt. Like, Let's get some stories together. <laughs> Who can we throw at a dartboard here? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, just it, I was insulted more than anything. It's likely that Kyrie's going to go to a different team. It is likely that Jimmy Butler's going to go to a different team. That uh, Anthony Davis is going to go to a different team. That Kawhi could go to a different team, depending on how everything we kind really of. Don't know. We really don't know. Um, Clay could be at a different team. KD's for sure going to go to a different team. Um, I mean, those are some some big names that I mentioned. They can we can we can make some moves. But where's Melo gonna go? Oh, Melo! I forgot that Melo's still in the NBA. Shit. Gotta find. And Cap still doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. So ooh, this is problem. Interesting problems. Uh, uh, problems. What do you think? 
did you see the game of zones with mellow and the rockets we yes. watched that right yes <laughs> i have uh, you kick it to me and i shoot the three yes carmelo but it's merely a pump fake <laughs> <laughs> i dribbled down in the paint a slow grinding halt to a fadeaway shot for two <laughs> no carmelo so uh where do you think jimmy butler's gonna go because i haven't heard anyone talk about jimmy butler and I've he, heard Philadelphia is where he'll stay. I, I he could. I just like I. There are mentions of him wanting to go to New York. Like, Ooh. So that'd be interesting. I bet you he does. He goes to New York. I bet you. What should I bet on? But historically, mm-hmm. New York shoots for the stars, the stars and, it, and lands on the moon. Is that how it goes? Lands shoot. for the, shoots for the moon and lands on the stars. No, show, the pro- shoot for the stars, land on the moon. But you know, sometimes they shoot for the stars and land on their butt. So, yeah, that's like, right. So you, you, you know. go for a KD Kyrie, you get a Jimmy Butler. And that's yeah. definitely not a bad person to yeah. to have. You aim for LeBron one year and you got Amari Stoudemire. You know? That's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> who, you know. who got injured like the next second? <laughs> yeah. So like New York, just, when James Dolan. You gotta watch this last episode of Game of Zones because James Dolan is in it. Oh no! Made I bet my you anything, day. James Dolan watched it and was a big curmudgeon about it. I bet it. you he didn't watch it. I bet you he's still a big curmudgeon about it. Oh though. god, he's the worst. <laughs> so New York, um, I for the sake of all New Yorkers here, I hope that we get someone good. But um, not we'll holding see. my breath. I'm not holding my breath. All right, you want to talk about some dope people? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks, it is our final segment. It is our dope person of the week. And uh, this is where we talk about a dope person or people that have done something dope this past week. So who's your person, Alex? Well, (coughs) you actually told me about this story. So I... So it's probably genius. Checked it out. And indeed it is. Uh, this is cool. I'm going to say Tiffany Welch Baker Ooh. and the other 31 black women graduating from West Point. Right Hell now. yes. This is the largest graduating class of black women in West Point history. That is important. <laughs> when you think about what West Point is yes. and what it was, it was a white male institution. And to have all these. And by the way, you can go to uh Check out some photos of this at becauseofthemwecan.com. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite uh, sites. It's it's a good one. I'm yeah. seeing some good stuff here. These these women in these photos are epoch amazing. E- mm. Oh, actually, epoch is like a different word. Epic is what I mean. They are super well. First of all, well dressed in their fatigues. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the classy sword fatigues. They all got these bayonet looking Excalibur right. Highlander swords with uh, their bars and stars and things like that. They just look like... It's a very surreal photo, actually. I wish I could get more information on these photos. But uh, they look like something out of a history book. Yeah. But to see these black women, and some of them are wearing skirts, so like they're black... Uh, you know, washed legs are showing yes. in this thing. They're washed. I'm sorry, I just realized what you just said. 
<laughs> they're so black we, washed legs. <laughs> yeah, yes, with they're their clean. Skirts. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so far removed from the white men who you with their mu- handlebar mustaches and stuff that used to do this. Right. So it's just very cool to see them in this. So uh, Tiffany Welch Baker is a cadet, and she, you know, expressed that when she first got there, she questioned when she got to the campus of West Point if this was the right decision. And getting sure. to West Point yeah. and going through West Point, I know someone who did that. It is no joke. Right. No joke. A small percentage of people make it through West Point. Right. So these women, for 32 of them to actually do this was just incredible. So Tiffany said, um, in just a short while, I met so many cadets that looked like me and that offered me some comfort. I have been fortunate to have my sisters in arms. We have been fortunate to have each other. Mm. And they said they wanted to do this and take pictures of this just so that other young black women would see this and know that anything's possible. Amen. That's beautiful. So, yeah. I love it. Off. Congratulations. Congra- yeah, seriously. Congratulations. Well, my person is in the theme also of graduations because I think we are in that season. Lots of people are graduating. It is a very big deal to graduate from any form of education, whether it be mm-hmm. from preschool to kindergarten to mm-hmm. junior high, high school, college, community college, grad school, Whatever you're Clown doing, college. whatever you're doing, right. you know, uh, cosmetology school, mm-hmm. anything you're doing, it's dope. Do it. Continue. We're all about education in this cast. We're into it. Yep. Keep on learning. Keep on reading. We love it. So my dope person this week, if you'd like to know, is none other than billionaire Robert F. Smith, who is a billionaire, a black very black billionaire. Yes. And he graduated. Graduate. I don't know where he graduated from. I thought you were about to tell me he graduated. Well, he didn't graduate. What mm-hmm. he did was he was a commencement speaker for Morehouse. Oh, that's what's up. And he paid it forward for nearly 400 graduating seniors at Morehouse, where he said that he would pay all of their loans. Wait, 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 wait. So he's a, he's a, he's a billionaire. B-b-b-b-b-b-billionaire. Jesus. And he said... Do you not know the story? No. Are you serious? That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I actually thought you knew about this. This is That's incredible. Why. Um, so he's a billionaire. Earlier this year, he made a $1.5 million gift offer to um, to the college, uh, officially established the Robert Frederick Smith Scholars Program at Morehouse mm-hmm. uh, for scholarships for and an outdoor park for studying nice. for, for Morehouse students. And Morehouse, for those of you who don't know, is a historically black college um, at HBCU. And if you don't know what an HBCU is, go watch Beyonce's uh, Beachella performance in Homecoming on Netflix. And that's not a paid advertisement. Just do it because mm-hmm. we love Beyonce. So anyway, so this billionaire to so uh, I think Morehouse has about 1200 enrolled students. So it's a pretty small college and it's about 400 students graduated this year. And the gift that he gave them was paying off all of their loans. And that estimate that estimated gift is about 40 million dollars. So, you know chump change for him um 40 million dollars so for those who don't know who uh, mr smith is he's a founder chairman and ceo of vista equity partners and is considered one of the wealthiest black entrepreneurs today his company which is estimated at 14 billion in capital was listed as number one on black entre on enterprises annual list for the most successful black owned company he's also made forbes list of the 400 richest americans and 2017 was named by Forbes as one of the hundred greatest living business minds yeah and i just want to say 
talk about paying it forward, having a crap ton of money and being like, you know what? I'm going to pay it forward to this predominantly black institution mm-hmm. by establishing this, this scholar fund, like mm-hmm. scholarship and this like outdoor park for these beautiful black minds to study. Cause mm-hmm. often black people are going to HBCUs. There are other races and kinds that also go to, but yeah. this is, you know, predominantly a black institution. And then to tell everyone that's in that, in that arena Hey, you know that student loan that you have? That's like seventy thousand dollars that you're like stressing out, stressing out about because you're figuring out what job to get and things mm. like that, and figuring all that stuff out. I don't want you to worry about it. Yeah. Still hustle, get that job, do what you got to do. But that loan, you don't have to worry about. You don't got debt. That's amazing. That frees people up tremendously. Yeah. And now I'm just like, now every commencement speaker needs to do this. God, <laughs> everyone's just sitting there waiting. Can I, if, he can't do another commencement speech. Yeah, he literally he, can't. You better bring money. You better bring $40 million. <laughs> he's like, I'll go to more houses every year and pay everybody student he's, loans. He's like, how much will you pay me to do your commencement speech? How much will you pay us to do your <laughs> commencement speech? So I just think it's super dope that, um, that he is doing this and... Um, I really appreciate um, what he's doing for the black community, but giving back and not just like, cause I think like, I want to make enough money where I could give money out like that. Like I want to give, like, I know that's just like my, my, and I'm the kind of person I think God knows that I, if I had too much money, I would just give it all away. It, like MC Hammer. Yeah. Like in a way that's like not healthy. I need like a real financial planner to be like, be smart like invest <laughs> and then like feed like put your put the mask on yourself before you put masks on everybody else right that's smart so um but yeah that's dope yeah that is dope whoa yeah talk about Shades. 40 like 40 million dollars he's like yeah i'll drop that don't worry about it that's wild it's nice to have that kind of cash. And of man. course, the students are like incredibly grateful, and it's just all around, um, all around a good thing. Talk about so, luck. Yeah. Talk about luck. Like, to if, be I was, a student if I graduated last year, I would be pissed. So <laughs> pissed. Like, you, you, that you are a product of luck. If you had lots of loans, Jeez. that just went away for you yeah. only because one guy decided to do that. Just a good, and, and talk about grace. Like, no one did like no no one did anything crazy to get deserve no. that outside of mm-hmm. like I went to school and I, t- I took yeah. loans. These are choices I made. Like talk about okay, there are there are times where especially if you are a marginalized population, mm. you could say like, hey, I don't have privilege when it comes to race. Yeah, but for all my my black folks who graduated in yeah. this class, you better own up on that privilege. Yeah, every day. For this. And give back. Oh yeah, and like, and, and there was a lot of students that are like, I know our class because I mean mm-hmm. it's a small school, right? Like yeah, when you 400. think about four hundred graduating seniors, a little seniors. bit more than my high school graduate. Yeah, same. Um, actually, it's less than my high school graduate graduating wow. class. Um, that he, he the one of the students was like, I know our class and we are going to pay it forward. I'm like, that's dope. I hope Absolutely. every single person there pays it forward, uses like is smart with their money, mm-hmm. you know, does things for the community and gives back just mm-hmm. the way that it was so much was given to them. But also do something for you and go travel. See yeah. The world. Do, see That'd the world. Be cool too. Yeah. Do all of those things. Mm-hmm. Being a world traveler, being well read, all mm-hmm. of those things are really cool. So I loved our dope people. And then like the theme of graduation, which is like happening like all over my insta feed and facebook feeds and stuff it's super cool so fun it's a good time of year 
Awesome. Cool. Well, so that's our cast, friends. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, make sure you're following us on social media at Dabble and Dribblin, at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and that you are subscribed to us wherever you listen to podcasts at Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Cool. Any, anything you want to say for the good of the order? No, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, you were tired. You're like rubbing your eyes. It's kind of adorable. So, I'm so tired. I actually found my second win because, because yeah, because the game's about the game started and I'm ready to like watch it. Because you were running on uh, like 12, 12 hours. hours and I'm running on just 14. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta lay it down. You're like, I gotta lay, I gotta down. lay it down. All right, we're gonna lay it down. Folks, we'll, we'll hope we'll uh, hear you, see you next week, and uh, be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.